Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Group of five. Group of five live. Group of five. Group of five live. Are we talking about the American? Yeah. USA, USA, yeah. Mac, Mac, yeah. Mountain West, yeah. And the Sun Belt, oh yeah. Group of five, group of five live. 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 Group of five live is part of the Landry Football Network. My name's Chris Mykoski, and we have breaking news for this episode. The Mountain West Conference is back. They will play eight games starting on October 24th. And to talk about it, we bring in one of the voices of Boise State Athletics and the Mountain West Network, Chris Lewis. Chris, thanks for doing this on short notice. Appreciate it, man. Breaking news happens. Football coming back. Uh, nothing better, but still feels like even though it's coming back, there's still a lot while to go and a lot to take care of between now and uh, late October. Well, you were settled in watching the NBA playoffs tonight. Uh, I imagine your phone started blowing up a bit when the Mountain West released the news. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was kind of following along on social media anyway, had the, uh, you know, Twitter open because the NBA is going on. You want to follow the right people to, you know, react along with Jamal Murray doing some crazy stuff and LeBron James doing LeBron James, typical things, but also knowing that the uh, Mountain West meeting was tonight. So uh, it was anticipated that it would go the way it did where they were uh, going to bring it back. I believe the start date was already reported within the last couple of days anyway. So they have pretty much that outline in place. Don't want to say it's a formality because in these days, uh, you know, anything can change at a moment's notice. But um, this was, uh, in my opinion, something that was expected and then it happened. And uh, now it's just a matter of let's get in it already between now and late October. And the fact that the Mountain West is coming back before the Pac-12 is really interesting. Why do you think they were able to push the schedule and get it done sooner? That's a great question um, that I wouldn't really know the answer to too much. I mean, I would guess that, you know, the Mountain West hasn't exactly released their um, protocols yet. I think a lot of it will be done tomorrow. They said in that release that they sent mm-hmm. out that a lot more details will come out Friday. So uh, we'll see what is in the details there. But um, maybe some of it's also geography, considering, um, you know, the states of 
some of the teams that are in this conference, the programs that are in this conference, the Pac-12 having maybe even more of a connection to California than the Mountain West does. The Mountain West has their three teams, of course, in the state of California, which uh, for most of this has been stricter than a lot of the other states. So we'll see exactly how the California teams handle it because in the release that the Mountain West did put out, it did have a note about subject to local, you know, local rules and whatever jargon they use to describe that, right. but subject to local rules and regulations. Government authority and, has to have to uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly let them do it. Yeah. So that, that I think is a stipulation that really involves a lot of the California teams and those San Jose state uh, on their Twitter uh, account their football Twitter account said mom allowed us to uh, play or right, how about you dad and he like, at the uh, the government account or whatever so right um, you know mom said we're allowed to play but you know dad's got to sign off on it too for it to really be official yeah that was pretty funny I saw that they, they were tweeting at the Santa Clara Santa Clara County government yeah. account but uh, yeah it's they're still there's still all that to figure out, but I don't – obviously the conference wouldn't be making these moves if they didn't have some confidence that uh, the governments would let this happen. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see also, you know, with some of the programs having systems in place where they have been able to meet or and or practice or, uh, you know, at least have some kind of football activity – for the last couple of weeks, while some of the programs haven't been able to gather because of those said mm. uh, rules and regulations we're talking about from local government. So um, will some programs have an advantage over others? Will uh, some be more prepared than others? I guess that's part of the questions that we'll have to answer. And how will the schedule also, uh, you know, uh, take that into consideration? Do you have a team like Air Force, for example, who's been playing uh, for a bit now, will you have them face a team like Fresno State who hasn't really been able to gather? I know they were on the schedule to face each other this year anyway in the Mountain West if they had their full schedule. If they had their abbreviated schedule and those two are head-to-head um, -head matched against each other, do they do that later on because it allows Fresno State a better chance to work into it or is it early and all of a sudden, well, all right, one experienced team versus one fresh team? Yeah, we're, again, we're taping this on late Thursday night in the Mountain West. I'll put out some more of the particulars on Friday morning, likely after the show gets published. But Air Force is probably the biggest question mark because they do have a, a commander-in-chief's game this weekend and then another one down the line. So given that tight schedule, they may only be able to play seven games in the Mountain West. So throw it off a little bit, but you know, in this weird 2020, you just live with it, I guess. Yeah. Since when do schedules matter? I thought they tried to tell us that schedules were so important that they need to schedule these 15 to 20, like a generation ahead of time where right. like the college students that right now would have like three kids and a wife and a mortgage and all that <laughs> by the time their, their game was actually scheduled that they just scheduled today would actually be played 15 years from now. But nope, apparently you don't. You can schedule a game a week ahead of time if you really want to. And so the Broncos, yeah, it, it, I can't, I imagine it was done 10 or 15 years ago. That the Broncos got Florida State on the schedule to come to Boise this year. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's a wash. Hopefully it gets rescheduled down the line. But I mean, last year was so awesome for the Broncos. Mountain West champs, Vegas Bowl, 12 and two overall. What's the, what are you most excited about coming back this season? I mean, eight, there's eight all conference players there's it's a loaded squad yeah it's a loaded like it usually is but I think any team that has their head coach and quarterback back that actually puts you a leg up and it really gives you something to look forward to in Boise State 
falls into that category with Ryan Harson. Um, he's built his own resume here. I know when people think Boise State, Chris Peterson images maybe come to mind, but Brian Harson has built his own kind of stamp on the program over this stretch that he's been here taking over for Chris Peterson a while ago. And uh, Hank Bachmeyer now at quarterback, I think uh, he broke onto the national scene last year in game number one when he, you mentioned Florida State, uh, that was on a schedule for this year. It was the return game from mm -hmm. the one last year, which was uh, the season opener where, uh, you know, Hank Bachmeyer is a true freshman, went into Tallahassee and uh, won the game. It was actually scheduled to be in Jacksonville initially. Remember the weather yeah. and the hurricanes forced that game to the campus of Florida State in Tallahassee. And Hank Bachmeyer, after flying behind by, what was it, like 21, 24 points, uh, led Boise State back in that game. And that was the beginning of a year in which was an adventurous one for Boise State. Bachmeyer ended up getting hurt. Jalen Henderson came on and was really the quarterback that finished the year strong for Boise State and led them to a lot of that late season success uh, that Boise State had. But uh, Hank Bachmeyer is healthy. He's ready to go. He's the future of the program, if you will. And I think that's what a lot of fans are looking forward to seeing is what, what kind of steps he took uh, in year two because year one was fun. He played an adventurous style. He took hits, uh, maybe a little bit too many from at least a fan's point of view or maybe even more the coach's point of view. And that's why he may have gotten a little bit banged up. But maybe he learned a little bit and can make it healthy through, I guess, this abbreviated eight-game schedule. Well, the Mountain West, again, eight games starting October 24th. They plan to crown a champion December 19th. Now we're just waiting on the Mac. They will supposedly have a president's meeting Friday morning. And if they say go, then the entire group of five is back. All of FBS is back, minus a few independents. And uh, it'll all be abbreviated and strange. It'll almost feel like a normal football season going forward. Chris Lewis, part of Boise State Athletics and the Mountain West Network. Again, Chris, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. For the first time since March 11th, I am working this weekend. College football in Ruston, Louisiana. HBU against Louisiana Tech on ESPN3. And my partner, Lynn Rollins, joins us for this week's edition of Group of Five Live. Lynn, it is good to see your face, and I look forward to looking at you through plexiglass on Saturday. Well, indeed, Chris. I'm already at the ballpark, as you can see. This is the <laughs> magic of uh, the Internet, as uh, not me, but my wife pulled up this uh, Joe I.A. background, so I thought it would be appropriate tonight. But, indeed, the return of, of sports or working sports for us is something special after it completely went away in most unexpected fashion back in March. What was the last event that you worked? It was the LSU South Alabama baseball game. It was a midweek game and it was in the sixth or seventh inning when this started developing and we were getting bulletins and, and news and trying to confirm it. And, and it all was confirmed by the end of the, the broadcast. Uh, in that uh, various leagues were pulling the plug. The basketball tournament was no longer going to be held. And there was a great sense of apprehension uh, about what was coming. I don't think anybody really fully understood it at that time. 
most people thought, okay, this is maybe a temporary thing that, that uh, will be put on hold for a while and we'll be playing in two or three weeks. Of course, that's not the case. And unfortunately, very sadly, 200,000 Americans have died from this disease and, and more to come. So uh, it's very, very serious. Uh, but of course, we are very glad to get back to some level of sports and work. Yeah, and that comes this Saturday. Again, Louisiana Tech hosting HBU. And for Louisiana Tech, they have had their share of problems with COVID-19 this season. They had to call off their opener against Baylor. What, 36 players ended up testing positive inside that program. And you have to pass on a huge national TV opportunity and a huge paycheck. Mm -hmm. But there's just no way they could have played that game. Well, true. And the irony of that, as uh, Coach Skip Holtz has told us, is that uh, for several weeks, five weeks leading into that game, they had had two cases and they weren't consequential players. Uh, I think a walk-on and a transfer who probably wasn't going to play, that, that doesn't matter. But they had taken care of business. They had uh, gone through the health protocols. And when the hurricane disrupted everything in South Louisiana and a lot of North Louisiana, uh, suddenly these players were out of their bubble and uh, out of a routine, looking for housing anywhere, looking for air conditioning. And a few days later, when the team returned, lo and behold, it went from two to 36. Yeah, it's always something. They were doing so well, everybody following the rules, everybody being responsible. And it's a hurricane that ends up causing these issues for Louisiana Tech on a campus that was hit by a tornado not too long ago, destroying mm -hmm. their baseball stadium, softball, and soccer. Baseball and softball should be ready in time for this coming season, but it's just amazing what they've had to go through there in Ruston. Well, it is, and uh, and Tommy McCle uh, McClellan, the the uh, the athletic director, who's done a marvelous job there in in really restoring some energy and some financial stability through private donations, uh, is moving on to Vanderbilt to take an associate athletic uh, director's position there. Uh, Tommy leaves a very nice legacy at Louisiana Tech, though. But you're you're right, uh, Chris. It's been one turmoil after another, and we talk about the new normal. There's been no normal at Louisiana Tech for about three years now. Well, we're hoping that Saturday they see some sense of a normal college football Saturday. We won't have the tailgating out in the pavilion that we're used to there at Joe A. So uh, I've been promised we will have box jambalaya, so we will get fed. It just might not be as enormous of an amount as we would normally get walking through the tailgate on our way to the press box uh, as we have in previous years but no, no uh, question good foods on the I, way well i have worn a path in the carpet in the press box for seconds and thirds but uh that that's okay a little moderation uh, is called for these days uh the stand the stands will be capped at about 7500 people they'll have a thousand tickets for students uh, for free and then 6500 for the balance of the stadium uh, this being your first game to work this year, too, just what are you expecting as far as the lack of atmosphere and how that's going to affect the game, how that will affect even our broadcast style? I mean, we feed off the energy of the fans just as much as anybody else. We do, and I don't know yet if uh, Louisiana Tech is going to use artificial crowd noise. Uh, some stadiums are doing that. 
most of the professional stadiums are doing that. And, and it's been natural, if you will, even, even though there have been very few uh, fans or, or no fans. Uh, but from a television viewer standpoint, it, 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 it works. I don't know if we're going to have that or not. Uh, I think you and I will be so overjoyed at, at, at seeing what is going to be a good football game. Sure. I mean, HBU uh, out of the Southland Conference in another division, but nonetheless a very potent offense, a quarterback uh, who, who's tremendous. He, he led the country last year in, uh, in completions and was second in, in, in uh, average passing yards per game. So I, I think it's going to take 40 points to win. And of course, Louisiana Tech in that magnificent comeback late in the second half against uh, Southern Mississippi could not have started its season better because the run up to that, Chris, that we ought to talk about uh, was, was really phenomenal. Just one day of practice in the two weeks prior to that game. Yeah, we'll get into it plenty on Saturday night, I'm sure. But Skip Holtz telling us that it was the most ill-prepared he has ever felt going into a ball game. Had no idea what to expect out of his team. And they ran into some issues, but the grit at the end, able to come back and get a victory on the road, despite everything that happened, despite the fact they hadn't had a full week of practice, that they really weren't even ready to field a full team until Saturday arrived. No, no doubt. And, and they were down 20 in those two weeks uh, prior to, to this game. It was still very, very dicey. But uh, an interesting story with the quarterbacks, too. I spoke about Bailey Zappi, mm -hmm. who is the HBU quarterback, and uh, really, really good. In two games this year, he's averaging about 550 yards passing. So we're going to see them throwing the ball at least three out of every four downs. That will test uh, Louisiana Tech. On the other side, uh, what, a, what, a, what a debut for, for uh, Luke Anthony, uh, who last year was playing in the Southland Conference. Yeah, he's seen HBU twice already, put up big numbers in both of those instances uh, when he was a Wildcat. And he's a great story, too. I, I, the fact that his family name is on the field at ACU, and he had to really show that he belonged. I'm sure there are plenty of people, and he admitted to this, that when he arrived on campus – that he thought plenty of people were looking at him as like, he's just here because uh, his family gave 30 million bucks. And of course they're going to let him be on the football team. And he goes out and plays lights out, ends up being a captain for two years. And, you know, obviously as a grad student, you have the opportunity to try something new and he wanted to try to play FBS football and so far so good. Indeed, and Aaron Allen is an interesting story, too. Uh, a sophomore who's been on the bench uh, last year for the most part. Uh, uh, they had Jamar Smith there for, for three very, very fine years. And, and uh, Allen played well uh, in his debut as a starter. Uh, and, and then Luke Anthony came on. And, and it's a two-quarterback system at Louisiana Tech until somebody proves otherwise. And it worked very well in the first game against Southern Mississippi. Uh, it was Luke Allen, who uh, Luke Anthony, uh, in the in the fourth quarter in particular, who uh, who guided Louisiana Tech to a couple of very long touchdown drives. And if I'm not mistaken, that last touchdown drive, which culminated in the game winner with 14 seconds to go, 
that that was a 17 play drive to get into scoring position. Now, when you look at what HBU has been able to do against North Texas and against Texas Tech, what, if anything, can the Louisiana Tech defense do to slow Bailey Zappi down? Nobody's figured that out yet. And it seems like a smart game plan may hold him at bay, but there really hasn't appeared to be a magic formula just so far that we've seen this season. Well, let's put this in perspective. This is HBU, a team that's in its eighth season of mm -hmm. football for the first time since coming since since establishing the program less than a decade ago. It won five games last year, but still a huge underdog at Texas Tech. I mean, to the point of four or five touchdown underdog easily. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they had a chance to tie it with a two-point conversion with a couple of minutes to go in that game and gave Texas Tech everything they wanted. Given the fact that Louisiana Tech and Skip Holtz admits this, it's not an excuse, but, but they are not physically where they need to be uh, to be in this part of the season aerobically. Uh, they've not had a chance to, to work out with any continuity. So he fully admits they're not in game shape or the shape he would like for them to be in. That's not a good combination when you're going against a guy who's going to throw it maybe 60 times in this game. So uh, the secondary is going to be tested. The defensive line is going to get gassed. There's no doubt about it. And uh, we'll, we'll see how and if they're able to put pressure on, um, on, on this, this quarterback. And remember, last week against Southern Mississippi, there were three freshmen starting in the secondary for Louisiana Tech. And Tech has a new defensive coordinator in David Blackwell. He certainly has his work cut out for him. And then you get past this game, and they have a short week before going to BYU. So not only six days between games, but there's a road trip to Provo involved. It'll, it'll take a lot of hard work and late nights to be ready for that game. They're going to be short uh, heading into that one, too. Well, in, indeed, and, and that was one of those games that was created on the fly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think Louisiana Tech and, and other schools uh, working under the handicap of the schedule and teams that, that uh, suddenly were no longer on their schedule for, through no fault of their own. But, but I think Louisiana Tech and, and, and several other schools have done a, a yeoman's job in, in, in getting this thing back together and not only filling each week, but uh, there are many, many attractive games, uh, you know, coming up that weren't in place, say, in, uh, in May and June. And one of them is a game that a lot of people in North Louisiana have wanted to see for a very long time. I forget the figure, but it's something like two decades mm -hmm. that between games for Louisiana Tech against, H against ULM. And... Tech and ULM will finally play. It'll be in November. It'll be over on the fairgrounds at Independence Stadium. And, you know, you have a lot longer of a history in that state than I do. And I forget to count. I don't want to shortchange you. Is it five-time Louisiana Sportscaster of the Year? I'll take five. I think it was four officially. Uh, but let's count the award that you and I won last year in the Louisiana Sports Writer Association uh, annual uh, contest as, as, as we uh, were fortunate to, to be declared the, uh, the best live sportscast uh, of last year. And, and, and I'm, I'm very proud of that. And certainly 
uh, your contribution to that was uh, was absolutely essential. Well, it was just a joy to work with you, and uh, I'm glad we're getting to do it again this season. Um, you know, you never know if Louisiana Tech gets on a hot streak. They may steal some of these games away from us and mm -hmm. throw them on linear and and put on another team. But, you know, I would just wish we could, if that were to happen, if they say, we're going to put this game with, uh, you know, this crew who's who's used to working in work national games. Like, But look at this plaque. We're the best broadcast team in, in Louisiana. You would really do this to us? Like, <laughs> that's a good point. You are the best in the States. So... Nonetheless, we know right now we're scheduled to call three games together. I hope that remains the case. I hope we don't get shortchanged. But uh, right, just, I, I know we've got homecoming and we've got uh, for Louisiana Tech in a couple of weeks, and then we've got the Rice. So, yeah, Rice. So, if they can get off the runway, I mean, they right. still have not fully started practice. They still haven't. They don't know when their first game is going to be. It's it's been a horror show. I mean, we talk about how tr much trouble Louisiana Tech has had with COVID nineteen. But for Rice, I mean, that might be the worst issue in the country. Then they're across town, Houston, four weeks in a row has had their season opener canceled on them. They were supposed to play North Texas Saturday in Denton, and UNT has a COVID-19 outbreak. So the Cougars just it hasn't been their issue. It's been their opponents four consecutive weeks and they still have yet to get on the field. It's, it's, it's real. You hate it for those kids. I mean, you build up for that game and it keeps getting pulled away from them. Yeah, it is. I mean, there, there is the return of football, obviously, but the level of uncertainty has not uh, diminished significantly. And, and we will see this frequently as this season rolls on uh, certainly alterations in the number of players available Certainly there will be more cancellations and, and, and schedule changing at the last moment. Uh, it's, it's already a season like we've never seen before, and there's a lot more to come. You mentioned, you know, and, and we know this is minimal in the grand scheme. So many have lost their lives. So many are mourning loved ones. And a lot more will probably have long-term health effects thanks to what's going on. As a broadcaster, again, it's minimal, but I'm just awaiting. It's the call's going to come. We're going to do all the prep, and then we're going to get the call on Friday morning that your game has been canceled, and it'll feel like it's a week's of your a week of your life that has gone to waste. But I'm just at this point, you just have to kind of expect that to happen at some point this season. Well, I, I think it will. It might happen to us. It, it's certainly going to happen to uh, to somebody. And your point is so well made for those uninitiated to how this this works you start your week on the Sunday before the Saturday game and there is there are hours and hours and hours and hours of preparation uh, that that dwarf the actual game day work uh, that that we do and that's arriving at the stadium three hours early and and uh, double checking things and 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 of course the game itself but uh, that's the uh, that's the work part of broadcasting, the preparation. Yeah, and, game's the fun uh, part. Mm, indeed. <laughs> so it could happen, and and as late as Friday, the these tests, the results of the tests are 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 known. So you're you're absolutely right. Somebody might be have to turn around in midair and 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 return, you know, to their to their uh, 
their home state or their home stadium because it's, it's going to be very, very, very flexible. Well, we're taping this on Thursday night for a Friday release. So we're really hoping that by the time everybody's listening to this, that uh, our game is still on. Again, HBU taking on Louisiana Tech, 6 o'clock Central, Saturday night from Joe IA Stadium, and you can watch it on ESPN3 with Louisiana's best live broadcast team bringing you the call. Lynn Rollins, I appreciate it, sir. Look forward to seeing you through Plexiglass on Saturday. You betcha, and uh, thanks for the time tonight. It's been very enjoyable. I hope we can do it again. So the Mountain West is back. I'm back in a broadcast booth this weekend. The only thing that could make this show better is if we had a great Thursday night group of five game to recap. We do not have that. It was a blowout. UAB 42, South Alabama 10, the final score in Mobile. Austin Watkins Jr., career high, 183 yards. And the Blazers get a big victory at USA's New Palace, Hancock-Whitney Stadium, which, of course, they still can't fill the capacity, only 25% of the stands allowed to be filled there for that in-state rivalry game. Friday night, one group of five game. It is UTSA against Middle Tennessee. That's set for eight Eastern, seven Central. That one, a late add to the schedule. UTSA was originally supposed to host Memphis, but the Tigers had to beg off for a second consecutive week UTSA able to pick up a new opponent. They do so with their conference bunkmates in MTSU, but the Blue Raiders not previously on the schedule and available, so why not? Saturday, the best game may be the one happening in Cincinnati. The Bearcats hosting Army. That's at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on ESPN. Some of the other more interesting games, the Ragin' Cajuns making their home debut noon Eastern, 11 Central against Georgia Southern. That one's on ESPN2. Also in that noon Eastern, 11 Central time slot, 13th ranked UCF, the highest ranked team among group of five schools in the AP Top 25. They are at East Carolina the Pirates making their season debut, and that one is on ABC. Group of Five Live is part of the Landry Football Network. Be sure to subscribe to Landry's Football Conference Call wherever you get podcasts. Also bookmark LandryFootball.com and on Twitter, follow Landry Football. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.